This is EJ, a.k.a. Savage EJ, listening to uh, NWCZ Radio. That was horrible. You're surfing through another dimension. A dimension of podcasts and real-time streaming. Of content both live and, quote-unquote, on tape. It covers Washington, Oregon, B.C., and even Idaho. Existing between the summit of man's technology and the depths of his cave. There's the web banner up ahead. Your next stop, the Northwest Convergence Zone. Welcome back, brothers and sisters, to the Northwest Convergence yes. Zone, our little neighborhood right here. Right here. Welcome to it. Yeah. Part two of... It's uh, always good to be in the neighborhood. The Thanksgiving hangover uh, episode. That's right. It is always good to be <laughs> What in the happened, man? You know? yeah, I don't even remember, man. <laughs> Who did we even talk to in episode one? Oh, that's a good question, man. I mean, today's been rolling along, and... Uh, what do you think about this weather? I'm, you know, being from Texas, everybody knows that. I find this time of the year extremely hard to deal with. <laughs> very, very depressing. It's hard to get motivated. I just, I always feel like I'm walking around in a fog. Should I be on some antidepressants or something? Well, I was actually going to ask you. Is, this is the pharmaceutical season, so are you? Uh, no, I'm not. I, I, okay, well, yeah. One time in my life, I, I did take some uh, Zoloft for a short period of time, and. Um, <laughs> You know, it didn't kind of, you know, it was, it was after a rough period. I'll take some life. Vioxx, but my, my heart felt like it was melting. So, no, uh, it was good. I mean, it was good for the moment. It, you know, kind of leveled me off. I was going through some really tough stuff, but I don't, would it work in this situation? Like, it's not like I feel, it's not like I'm depressed. Like, um, you know, I can't, I'm, can't move, but it's just hard to get motivated. And you just feel like there's this, well, there is a cloud over you all the time. Look. It doesn't matter. How do you Northwesters deal with this? It doesn't matter this? what you're ingesting, okay? Dealing with 40, 46 degrees Jack and rain slash drizzle yeah. slash wind. Constantly. Slash whatever is hard to deal with, period. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, it's a nice little treat now and then to break up the monotony. I but don't when mind it, it every now and then. the monotony. Yeah, it's bummer. That's a hell of a... I found myself just the, uh, the other day going around on TripAdvisor and <laughs> Expedia and everything, just, I need a sun vacation, sun vacation, sun vacation. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on in Jamaica? Think, What's going on in, you know, Afghanistan? And, yeah, hey, I could sign up. Sign up. Go over there. We could take our show on the road, man. Yeah, where we got the haircut. <laughs> You've got the body. Me, not so much. They might mm. they might uh, confuse me for a tank. Just hop no, on. Yeah, I'll just say you're... T- 
your uh, my tank driver. That's right. I'd be like John Candy in Stripes, you know. I've oh, yeah. got a bit of a weight problem. No, no, not no, you. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we uh, earlier in the show we mentioned that the holiday season is upon us, and there's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of people gearing up for you know. There's Holiday shows that you can go to. I'm not talking about like local bands, but you know, like the usually the Rockettes roll into town with their holiday thing. Um, the Rockettes. The, yeah, I took my wife to it. It was okay. awesome. Um, <laughs> they usually have, you know, like uh, well, they had a play last year, a musical of a Christmas story. I did not go to it because I didn't want to ruin the movie for me, but I got great reviews. Mm-hmm. A lot of different stuff coming up. One of the things that's happening on December. Uh, I believe it's the 13th. It's a Tuesday night at the Paramount is Stuart McLean. And uh, if you don't recognize that name, you need to tune in next week because we're going to be talking to him. He's probably, without a doubt, the one of the most recognizable and biggest guests we've ever had on this program. And this is the second time we've had on that nobody in the U.S. knows. He's heard every week by millions of listeners worldwide. I know who you're talking about. He's massive in Canada. He's like the Garrison Keeler. He does these stories to the Vinyl Cafe. Massive in Canada. He's huge. I just love that. That should be his. Uh, That's his. Well, they, his Gabe, uh, tagline. We, we had Gabe Rutledge on here one time, comedian, and he was selling shirts that, that said, I'm big in Canada. Because, like, who knows, right? Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, anyway, he we're going to uh, we're gonna be talking with him. And he's a really nice guy and real down to earth. And uh, that's one thing you might want to mark on your calendar because he, he's fun to go watch. And he's a huge supporter of local music wherever he goes. That's one of the things I really am impressed by this guy. Wherever he travels to, he pulls some local musician and brings them up on stage and gives them an audience. Nice. So I, I re, I've always enjoyed that about him. But the other thing that's exciting, you know, besides all the pageantry and like you said, go to see zoo lights and there's also, uh, you know, there's the drive-through lights over right. at, uh, um, Span- is it Spanaway? Yes. Sp- Sprinker Spanaway. or whatever. Yeah. 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 All those things that are going on. One of my favorite parts, music. You know, all the new Christmas tunes come out. I'm so excited about the Justin Bieber Christmas CD. Oh, yes. I've been, you I've, been losing, I've been losing sleep Have you? waiting for it. I'm waiting for the sale. It wasn't marked down for Black Friday, but I heard rumors that it's coming. <laughs> you can get 25% off if you take a pepper spray to the face. <laughs> you know. No, F Justin Bieber. But no, I do love Christmas music. It's, you know, it's it's there's some great stuff out there and we have some very talented bands here in the Northwest who are releasing and, you know, putting out some Christmas stuff and so over the next few weeks, we're going to be sharing them with you on NWCZ Radio. So we wanted to give you kind of a debut of some of these right here. Get into the little bit into the holiday spirit. This, our good friends, The Hard Count, and All I Want for Christmas. Stay right You can tell me where I find the bar 
Why does that not surprise me about those guys? <laughs> hey, I want to give a quick shout out to Carl, the fantastic guitar you hear right there. Yep. He, uh, we had the privilege of playing uh, last his, song, his last three uh, three uh, shows with the Hard Count. Yeah. He's he's uh, moving on, moving on. He's uh, wanting to spread his wings in some different kind of music. And great guy, great musician, yeah, uh, sweetheart, added, fun to watch. Added a lot to that band. One of our favorite bands. That's all I want for Christmas is booze by the hard count (laughs) (laughs) hey there's a uh, there's an icon here in tacoma that uh, we've all you know we we, those of us around he's grown on us we all know him we all love him he has a show right here on the station ernest jasmine spent uh quite a bit of time at the at the news tribune as a reporter and did a lot of stories he did a story on us one time he did a story on you guys and his last he was uh he was a big proponent of you know local music and local uh, arts and stuff and so <clears throat> we thought we'd sit down with ej and have a little discussion i like to stay up the street All right, next guest on the big program, a good friend of ours, somebody that um, I've gotten to know for the last year or so. And, um, you know, the guy's got some fascinating uh, credentials. He's been a big part of T-Town, and he is not a community creep, as uh, Girl Trouble would say right there. He's a community yeah, he icon. He's an icon, man. Yep. <laughs> the reason we play Girl Trouble is because, you know, that's a legendary band in Tacoma. And when you talk about legendary figures in Tacoma, this guy certainly uh, is on that mantle. You know, he's, right. he's on the shelf. We're talking to Ernest Jasmine, who also has a show right here on NWCZ Radio every Thursday night, 9 p.m. It's a Savage Ernest Rock Report with EJ and Nacho. Nacho. What's up, EJ? Hey, what's going on, fellas? I, I was kind of wondering about that lead hit. <laughs> Trying to say something. Yeah, well, it's called irony. Oh, yeah. Because if there's anybody who's not a community creep, yeah. you know, it's Ernest. And uh, for those of you who don't know, Ernest, for how many years did you work over the TNT? Oh, was that 10 and some change? 10 and some change. And uh, he was in charge of uh, all things entertainment. And a uh, b- big part of the the, what, the whole sound life uh, section. Yeah, wrote a, wrote a few cover stories, interviewed a Talk bunch to of crazy l- bands. A lot of people. Had to field a few snarky comments from me over the years. Just a couple here and there. Well, hey. you, you never give me. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, well, you want to talk snarky comments, man. Now's the time to start laying it on them because they don't even know what local means right. over there at the TNT. Ever since you left, yep. I mean, really, the only thing local going on is uh, the Dome and the Emerald and the EQC. That's it, according to The Car to them. Museum. Yeah, they're going on. Uh, yeah. There's a couple of things that the, they'll talk about, but that's it. That's but when our man wasteland. was but when our man was behind the desk and he was he was on the phone and he was searching out stuff, he kept us up to date. And uh, want to talk to you. Hey, what was the last? Who was the last article you wrote? <laughs> yeah, I believe. What was that last local band? <laughs> I wrote about? It was pretty crazy, dude. Who was, was that they, about? They were kind of terrible. No, no, yeah. exactly. It was Big Will Stunt They still around. I, I believe they are. And, but but what's amazing is he's risen from the ashes like the mighty phoenix himself, and is even more, you know, spread across uh, media now. Absolutely. What's and up with that, dude? It just took you to 
better. It, it was like the Jerry Maguire moment, right? So it's like, so I'm just going to have to do this myself. <laughs> all right. Except kind of the opposite because it's not showing me the money. But, uh, <laughs> but I'm all over the place now, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Since you've left the the TNT, the, the News Tribune, they mm-hmm. don't call themselves the Tacoma News Tribune anymore, do they? Uh, well, I mean, the official name is the News Tribune. Right. So they've, they've shunned the place in which they <laughs> reside. <laughs> But <laughs> tell us a little bit about what you've done since you've left there. Well, I've been doing a show for you guys, of course, yes. which is kind of a fun, different outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, and besides that, I've been doing a lot of freelance and written for uh, Seattle Weekly, mm-hmm. did a Chris Cornell piece for the Seattle Times. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's about it. You worked kind for of, the Volcano? You did yeah, I did, uh, did a few Volcano pieces, starting with the, the uh, sad story of uh, Kent Morrill yeah. passing on the tribute concert. That was an awesome piece you did, by that the way. front page. Oh, front yeah. page piece there, wasn't yeah, it? It was, all, it, was all, it was very well done and you know, leading up to that whole memorial concert that they put on, which was legend. Were you at that? I, I was at that show. That was a legendary show. I mean, that was for Tacoma, that was an amazing event. Just the who's who of, you know... Old people and young here. people too. Old people, young yeah. people. Yeah, I mean, j- just seeing everyone from from uh, from Gail Harris to uh, Jerry Rosley. As, as a matter of fact, I talked to Jerry uh, Jerry Rosley of the Sonics, of course. Yep, they're over but, in uh, right, England right, right now, or somewhere over there. Yeah. Saw Buck in the uh, line at Safeway the day before they left, and uh, he was looking frazzled as always. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what did Rosley have to say? Well, the interesting thing about about Jerry, like I talked to him uh, a couple of days, you know, working on my piece for for the concert, and, and I remember him saying, um, I say to him, I'm like, Jerry, I hear you're going to sing um, uh, Louis Louis, and he's like, Oh yeah, but gee, I sure am nervous. I'm like, Jerry, you're kind, I know. Of, <laughs> you're kind of a big deal yourself, and you probably could do that song in your sleep, but they and they do it in their concert all the time. Yeah. Oh, I saw him on uh, uh, New Year's Eve last year. Were you at that show in Olympia? I was. Yeah, they did it then. I mean, it's they do it all the time. So, um, during your time, well, let's go back. Tell us a little bit about uh, your your history, where you came from, how you ended up in Tacoma, because uh, I know you weren't born and raised here, and but somehow you found yourself here. Uh, basically, how how would I summarize that? This, <laughs> there was this stork, and it had this little basket. I there was, was a born. Little and, in it. Where were you, where were you originally born? Well, I'm I'm originally I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. Nice. And uh, that's kind of where I uh, discovered indie rock. Just learned recently my hometown record store is closing at your Ecstasy Records. Duh. Don't you hate that? Yeah. That'd be like like if Easy Street Street ever goes down uh, in Seattle, I'm moving. It's over. It's kind of like that. Your Ecstasy is kind of the easy street of of Louisville. So you're in Louisville. Where do you go to school? Where where do you go to uh, high school? I went to uh, Ballard High School. Graduated with... (laughs) Ballard, nice. <laughs> it's a, a different Ballard. It's a yes, different Ballard. Yes. Yeah, not the mean streets of Ballard up there, uh, kind of northwest of Seattle. Now, where did you uh, where'd you go to to college? I went to uh, Kentucky. Oh, so you went to UK. You went to oh, mm. a lot of basketball going on over there. A uh, little bit. I hear yeah. they're pretty that's, good. That's a hilarious question. <laughs> following Kentucky, like you know, it's just. It is, 99 man. out of 100 is going to be like, so I hear they play some serious basketball around there, eh? <laughs> well, they do, man, because their football team sucks. Yeah, they've had a couple flashes in the pan. And that's but um, yeah, when I was there, it was the um, Peyton Manning would come through and kick our ass by like 50 points every year. That's how <laughs> football was back then. So you go watch the opposing team to see the stars of the yeah, pretty much, future pretty stars? Much. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's going to make a lot of money. 
in the future. And he's kicking our ass right now. So then you graduate, and uh, I assume you were, you know, journalism major. That would only make sense. And what was your first? What was your first paying gig, or did you come straight out here? Well, I mean, my first gig out of college was Bellingham, but I'd written for the Cincinnati Inquirer before that, Lexington Herald Leader, which is kind of the size of the News Tribune in, in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically, it was, a, I guess, a Gannett connection that brought me out to the Northwest. When I was looking for a job, I had the in with the Cincinnati Inquirer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I interviewed in Jackson, Mississippi, and then in Bellingham, Washington. I came out here, saw some snow-capped mountains and bald eagles and i was like yeah i could Dumb. hang out here for a minute <laughs> and 14 15 years later i'm still here yeah yeah i want to talk to you about that in a second now during your time when you came down to the tnt uh, did, did you go to school specifically to um cover or to write about uh you know the entertainment aspect of things or is that just that was just an opening you filled it and and, and then you started digging it well i mean i just have a general journalism degree but you know because some guys love sports they go they go right into sports writing no matter wherever they can get in some people love to do you know editorials or or or, you know uh, local news and that's where they they wherever they can get in arts humanities yeah so was that something that you were interested in uh you know going into writing and you're like yeah i'd really like to pursue that angle or it just so happened that worked out for you no i mean that that was a i've kind of been on that path for a while it's like you know i did radio in college um, I did. I was the arts editor at the um, at the Colonel, the UK paper. It's always a <laughs> the huge the, the Colonel spelled with a K. You guys sponsored by KFC? Is that going on? No, it's spelled with a K. The Colonel. I got like it. a Colonel of knowledge. I got it. I got it. Wisdom. <laughs> colonel of something. which I have none. Uh, okay, so you come, you, you show up at the TNT, and then now you're doing your thing, and uh, you know you're probably not that familiar with Tacoma, right? Uh, there was a lot I had to learn. I mean, I was familiar with, of course, the whole Northwest thing that happened in the 80s and 90s. But right. There, there was a lot I had to learn. Coming into Tacoma, what were some of the, uh, what was like the most, you know, like eye-opening thing? Like, man, I didn't expect this. And, and what were some of the, uh, uh, on the flip side, what were some of the things where you're like, you know, this is pretty cool. This, guy, this, has, this, this place has some stuff going on. Well, you know, I guess I always felt that this place had a lot going on because I kind of quickly learned about things that happened, like the Community World Theater, how bands like Nirvana hung out here. Um, you know, Jerry Cantrell is used to deliver the News Tribune, actually. I know. Isn't that crazy? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I've interviewed him twice, and both times he's like, hey, you guys fired me within the first minute. <laughs> and so, there you right, go. That's sorry. right. Sorry. Should have delivered them papers faster, man. Yeah. Too many complaints. <laughs> I used to deliver. I think, I think he said he used to dump the inserts and he got busted. I used to deliver the TNT. Oh, man, I'm telling you. In fact, just on uh, Thanksgiving, you know, we went down and picked up our copy because, you know, the wife and everybody wanted the, all the ads. I was looking at that thing just flashing back to when I was in like ninth grade having mm-hmm. to lug them things up and down sidewalks. It was bigger than any ever any Sunday paper ever. Hated Thanksgiving. I was I, I was a substitute for the Seattle PI <laughs> for real. I did like eight times, and they were all just like you know for one day, which was really screwy because you'd have to go out with the dude like two or three days beforehand to, you know, see his right. route. And you're like going, I'm not even getting paid for this. What am I, some idiot? And of course, I'm like 15, and I am an idiot. And- I had one of the largest non-motorized routes. In Tacoma, and when I finally gave it up, they split it up into three routes. That's it was huge, man. It was took me hours after school to get that thing done. 
So you've covered a lot of, you know, we have the Tacoma Dome, you got the Emerald Queen, a lot of big names roll through here, and you had access to a lot of these folks. Um, you know, your Rolodex is something I'd like to steal. But <laughs> tell us uh, some of the, A, bigger names, and then some of the names that, you know, some of the people you talked to who were like just like a thrill, you're like, I can't believe I'm talking to this person. Well, I can tell you one of the most surreal experiences I had as it, it always stands out more when it's someone you worshipped as a kid, of course. And I remember being at Tacoma Mall, sitting in the back room waiting for uh, Russell Simmons, actually. Oh. Because <laughs> he was doing some kind of FUBU promotion. Right. And then I'm sitting there, and Reverend Run comes in. He's, and I'm like, Reverend Run is sitting down by me. You know, this, this one of the first groups that I loved was Run DMC. Sure. The ice, there, I think the he's ice like, is going he's, down your spine. <laughs> Yeah, it's one. Of, it's, it's usually you don't get like that frazzled after you've interviewed a few celebrities, but someone like that, it's like that's that's, that's the guy. Like, what am I? And I think he was like yelling at what's this kid's name, Joey, on the phone. Like I told you, the, the babysitter <laughs> or something. <laughs> no, uh, I mean some of the other big people uh, getting to talk to like Ozzy Osbourne. How could you understand was, him? He was parts of the interview. He was kind of hard to understand. I, I kind of gather that he's on top of his kind of slurry accent thing he, mm-hmm. he's also i think he's maybe half deaf because it was kind of like he's yelling in slurry english and so you're on the phone f-bombs every third word it's like how am i going to quote this guy so you're on the phone with him yeah and where was he like down in la or was he on tour or something he didn't know yeah he had no I, he had to ask sharon where i think we? he was actually at, at home because that year i believe Ozfest was starting in at white river okay so he was in england or actually i guess he's in la he lives in la now one of his homes, right? Wherever, yeah, one of the many. So when you let's just talk about Ozzy for a second, you call you call Ozzy up. Is there somebody who answers it and then say, takes your credentials down, or did Ozzy pick up the phone? No, usually how that kind of thing when you when you're talking to someone on Ozzy's level that's set up through a publicist and they mm-hmm. call you most of the time. Oh, okay, so he calls. We're gonna patch like, Ozzy in right now. Yeah, and uh, you know, so you, I assume you have you know your list of questions you know mm-hmm. you want to ask Ozzy. Do you ever, in the middle of an interview with somebody like Ozzy, where he's cussing and you know he can't hear you and stuff like that, do you ever find yourself just having to you know like scratch out half of them because it's taking too long? <laughs> well, with with him specifically, I think there there was um, he's kind of savvy in putting the message out that he wants, and there were a couple of questions I asked him because I think that was the year after he had the meltdown at White River. Oh, yeah, where he threw the mic down, walked off. Yeah, where he kind of like his voice cracked. (laughs) Yep, yep. So I asked about that, and I remember he had kind of his weird ways of sidestepping that question, and he'd go on a tangent. It's like, no, Ozzy, do you remember that? I don't remember that. So he kind of just had like his agenda. It's like, I'm talking about this, and I'm going to run out the clock until, you know. Who was the, and you can name him if you want, you don't have to, but who was the biggest disappointment or prick that you... Uh, talk to where you thought, you know, going in, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm gonna get some information. They're coming to town and they just, you know, like left you going, what a dick. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know that I had anyone like that. I, I don't know if I'd necessarily want to. No, you don't have to name them, but yes, you did and yes, you would. <laughs> <laughs> don't lie to us, AJ. Come We're on. not recording right now. I, I definitely, yeah, yeah. You can just tell me. The, There's no green lights back there. <laughs> no, I mean, I've had interviews where not necessarily that like the guy was a prick, but where things just kind of, it's like, ooh, this. You know, like I, I think uh, last time I was on your show, Gimmer, mm. I, I told you about the first time I interviewed Robert Cray, who wasn't a, necessarily a jerk. I guess maybe he had a bad day or something. And 
It just it's just like one word answers. It's over in like five minutes. I'm like, whoa! It's like, that, <laughs> thank you so much. Did for not your go time, well. Yes, yes, <laughs> but no. But then I interviewed him next time. Tacoma boy, of course. Yeah, I uh, interviewed him next time, and he's great and was very talkative. Or who knows what happened. So as a, as day. an interviewer, and um, I know you've done you know plenty in your time. And this is this is for those of you listening who, you know, you listen to programs like this, you listen to the Savage Earnest Rock Report, Thursdays at nine o'clock, Gemmers, you know, and a lot of times it sounds like, um, you know, we're just bantering, we're just kind of chatting or whatever, but there's an art to an interview. Tell, tell me your approach to the interview, <laughs> you know, your, your pre-interview preparation versus, you know, the actual time on the phone. And then, uh, you know, when you're done, how you, you know, how do you edit down, you know, kind of what they said to, uh, because you got to please a lot of people, especially when you're doing it for print media. Those who are mm-hmm. reading have to like it. Your editor's got to like it. You're hoping, you know, if they read it, they're going to, you know, you're, you didn't change what they said and they're not going to come back. What was your approach and what is your approach as a journalist to, you know, talking to celebs or people who are in the music business and, and getting information from them? Well, I don't know that I had a specific art or approach. I mean, it's all about uh, preparation and really knowing your subject matter. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, uh, when, when you talk to someone like an Ozzy Osbourne or, or a Joe Perry or whatever, um, I don't know. Sometimes it comes down to rapport or or luck. I mean, some days you get better stuff than than others. Do you like uh, talking to them in person or on the phone better? On person's always better, but I mean, most of the touring bands are kind of mostly just get them on the phone. Right. Yeah, I, I prefer that too. I, I doing phone interviews are great. We did one, you know, earlier in the program, but it, it's I just find it much more um, personal. And you can read body and language. And you can tell more, yeah. Yeah, you can tell whether they're into it or if you, you know, what what kind of mood they're in when they the sit phone, down. The phone can be actually more nerve wracking. I agree. Just even to get get the ball rolling and and find a uh, find a lily pad that you can both jump on together, you know, instead right, of right. going, "I'm in the boat, you're in the water, or I'm in the water, help me out." We're all I'm drowning. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm in my own interview, drowning. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was pretty good though. That was one of the longest questions that you originally asked him on the show history before, I think, by the way. What's that? The, when you just asked him to lay out your, your art and how yeah, you do it. And he basically <laughs> said, oh, there's no art. No, y'all, he, he basically, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. He gave you a Robert Craig answer. <laughs> yes. So tell us about the uh, Savage Ernest Rock Report. You guys are on NWCZ Radio every Thursday, 9 p.m. to yep, 10 yep. p.m. It's a great program. You guys talk. To, you still talk to a lot of uh, big people and uh, have still. The, have those connections. Even well, after they heard your show. A lot of, but a lot of times when you leave media or whatever, a lot of that stuff dries up. Uh, but it seems like you did develop a good rapport with a lot of these people and still have access to them. Uh, tell us about your program. Well, basically, it's me and my buddy uh, Nacho, whose real name is Ernest Aguilar, which is why it's the Savage Ernests. Aha! Uh-huh, so I'm see? not the only Ernest. Little on the show. secrets coming out, but huh? you have to say that actually with your hands kind of out. <laughs> you're, you're presenting something. That's, that's what he did. He just did it again. I love it. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's just me and my my uh, buddy Nacho. I asked him to do the show. He's kind of a local musician. Um, I'm kind of waiting for him to get his. He's got a band called the. I think they. Call, they're calling themselves the Polios Peligrosos or something like that. Ooh, all right. They're going to unveil on the world. Is that the Dangerous Chicken? Da- working. Yeah, chi- the Dangerous Chicken. Dangerous Chicken, yeah. yeah dangerous Chickens. <laughs> nice. Peligrosos. 
Nice. So, so yeah, we just kind of, uh, you know, I, I, I do most of the interviews, um, mm-hmm. and we, uh, just pick a lot of the Northwest bands we like and play them every week and talk about inane, irreverent, crazy stuff like, uh, zombies and <laughs> I think we had a zombie debate, which was sparked by the song Robots versus Zombies by Gold Teeth. Nice. So that's an ongoing debate on the as show. As to who would win or how it's, you survive them? who would win. Who, oh. would, who would survive the apocalypse of zombies and robots? So we talk about important issues. On Gamer, I see your wheels turning, man. What's uh, what's your uh, take on that? It would it would depend on the uh, the level of uh, AI that they got into the robots. That, yeah. would, that would be the defining uh, teeter-totter moment. I agree, because I'm leaning towards the robots, because eventually zombies are going to run out of it's people. It's going to run out. They're going to run out of people. They eat each other, and then there's down to one. They're not going to eat the robots, but if the robots don't have the capability or the power sources, mm-hmm. you know, they eventually run out of steam. So That would be a great well, scene, see, though. You can see at the end, you know, there's one zombie left, and there's one computer, <laughs> and the zombie's trying to get in, and he's like, let me in, Hal. <laughs> I can't do that, Dave. Where did you I, fall I guess, in on I guess it? my frame of reference for that whole debate is uh, the Terminator, and I feel like the zombies could not, they can't eat the robots' brains, and the robots have <laughs> Gatlin guns. It's, uh, it's a no-brainer. <laughs> no matter how yeah, hard but they try, they over the a couple of weeks. But a robot's got to plug in at some point. They don't have an endless power supply, uh, right? The hydrogen fuel cell? Oh, uh, well, I mean, yeah, they, they, okay. they could go to solar power. They gotta, right, but at night, then they slumper down. Oh, yeah. And the zombies, that's when they roam, so they could just come in and... <laughs> You pull the plugs. It's over, man. I can't I can be- use zombies for fuel. That's funny. <laughs> I'm such a badass robot. I use zombies as fuel. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've enjoyed your show. I, I really enjoy listening. It's also in podcast form. So if you actually you can't hear it on Thursdays live at 9 p.m., mm-hmm. then uh, you can always catch it in the podcast form. You getting any feedback and stuff from your show? People digging it? I don't know. It's it's uh every once in a while when I'm out and about, people still recognize me. I've had a couple of people say they, they dig your show that you do. Bam! Uh, See, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Uh, so let's say uh we let's say we had you pull your phone out and um in your contacts, who's the most <laughs> famous person you could call right now? Oh, the most famous person. Okay, I'll I'll tell you the the number. Well, I don't show his actual number. <laughs> <laughs> but the entry that I pull out to impress people at parties. Yes, that's the one we want. <laughs> Ron Jeremy. What? <laughs> Purple baby oh, dog guy. Wow. Believe it or not, I I interviewed him for the News Tribune a few years ago. Well, was this during one of his debates or something? No, this this was actually it wasn't just for it wasn't like at random. I called Ron Jeremy, but he Does was, he have a long phone number by the way. <laughs> it's a very no. I'm not, I'm not even going there. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, he was. It was around the time that he was on. Uh, what's that show on VH One? The Oh the yeah, the Big Life, Brother. Or... And he had a movie out. And yeah, he yeah. was doing an appearance at a Castle Mega Store that three thousand people showed up for. So like, <laughs> really? I'm, I'm always fascinated. Aside from like you know the immediate reason why people like Ron Jeremy is how do people become Ron Jeremy or a pro wrestler or just do something weird like that. So how can you have a nickname like the Hedgehog and actually uh, still be you know? Dude, I mean, he's the most by tens of millions. The most disgusting human <laughs> on earth, really. Well, but he's the type of guy who, you know, Joe Blow can be watching <laughs> can be watching a so porno and you're not, and you're looking at it going, I could do that. <laughs> hey, if this guy could do this, I could do this. <laughs> Instead of these slicked up, he's completely every shaved. You know, it's freaking you know the Van Dam clones. 
Right, right, right. And like, okay, whatever. I guess. Uh, he just looked like a big hairball to me. It was exactly. Not that I've ever seen him. It was only when he did public appearances and I've seen pictures. That's oh, all yeah. I'm saying. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, weirdest revelation of that, that interview. Yeah. Before he got into porn, he was a school teacher. What? <laughs> oh, Lord. Back in the 70s. Oh, just like Gene Simmons was. So he had teacher. fun at teachers' conferences. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. Fun after. Teachers yeah. Conferences. Come in, Miss Johnson. I'll let's talk about your kid. <laughs> That's not a ruler, by the way. Parent-teacher conferences. <laughs> uh, so, and then, uh, well, who else? Who else? If I'm not impressed with Ron Jeremy, who else are you pulling up? <laughs> oh, I don't know. If they, if that doesn't do it for you, I don't know. <laughs> Well, your mom probably wouldn't be too impressed by that. Yeah, yeah she would not like that. Got C- Celine Dion. Hopefully, she's not her. listening. So Rita the, Franklin for her. Or give something? us the Disney answer. No, I don't know. Uh, who else do I have Pixar. in my Rolodex? I mean, there's a lot of Northwest people, like Sir, mm-hmm. Sir Mix a Lot. That's that's a good that one. Ding, that's a good one. I call, right I call it Mix every once in a while. He'd like. He, he never cleans out. It must just be an interview phone because he'd never, I don't think he's ever cleared out his voicemail ever. Right. So it's kind of luck of the draw. Sometimes he'll pick up and he'll be puttering around doing something in his garage. It's like, hey, do a quick interview. But um, just yeah. for the hell of it. What's that number? Right? I woke up Thursday and called up, called up Mix just because I thought I'd interview him for my own <laughs> personal blog. Yeah, EJ sitting at home bored. You know, Mix is home, puts in her house. Let's do an interview. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah so, Usually there's a reason. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you know, one of the last times I interviewed him was actually about Roman Holiday. He's a huge Roman Holiday fan. What? And he actually remixed their song. Uh, which song of theirs was it? It was a. Uh, Filthy Hands. He's done really? a remix which has not appeared anywhere for some reason. If Sir Mixlot remixed my Do song, do they know he's a big fan? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's oh, okay. uh, he because um, I mean the re- reason I even knew this was uh, I think Shane was telling me one day that he had showed up at their rehearsal or they oh, okay. were recording their second album or something like that, and he showed up and wow. And then I called him up and he's like, oh yeah, I love those guys. I've, they've got this. I'm gonna have to talk to Shane because I've. I've had many conversations with Shane. He's never brought that up. So Shane and I are going to have a it's little like, chat. Wait a minute. If you have a Mix-A-Lot <laughs> story, we need to have it. Yeah. What are you? Come are on. You what are you holding me? out now for? You know, <laughs> they just went over to England and did real well for themselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. They're, they're real good. Hey, uh, some of the perks of the job. Obviously, there's got to be some cool perks. What were uh, some of the backstage passes you got or the big, the big shows you got tickets for that uh, meant a lot to you? I mean, I know you've been to... Tons of shows. You've been to Sasquatch. You've been out to White River and all that stuff. But just you personally, you know, it's like, man, I didn't pinch myself moment. I'm backstage with so and so. So Backstreet Boys, uh, pr- number one, the, right? Well, th- well, that's, a, that's that. a given. No, <laughs> no, no, actually, probably the biggest example of that um, would have to be 2008 Halloween, the Sonics. Mm. And along with just getting to see the Sonics historic show and getting to go backstage, uh, I look over to this. Well, of course, he was in the concert, but I look over to the right side. Oh, there's little Steven Van Zandt. And, oh, Stevie Van Zandt yeah. was there. Where was that at? Oh, that was at the Paramount Theater. Oh, nice. That's awesome. And I think I ruined one of his moments. I, I, knew it. <laughs> I remember annoying little Steven. Awesome. <laughs> That's so, awesome. Because he was, you know, I mean, he does a, a show for Sirius Radio yep. about yep. Garage Rock. It's good, good show. So he's kind of meeting some of his idols. And I remember there's a moment where. He was either talking to Kent or to Jerry Rosely, and it's up in the dressing room, and I'm trying to be discreet and okay, I've got to capture this moment and take a picture or whatever. And then like, <laughs> I think I got a picture. You're of, annoying like, me, kid. 
yeah it's like i, I think i got a picture of uh, uh it was jerry because i got a picture of jerry kind of like surprised i'm taking this picture and little steven's annoyed i'm like oh, okay. I'll put my camera he, like away. takes off his bandana throws him at him he turns <laughs> into silvio and starts yeah. <laughs> that's awesome all right everybody well ernest jasmine is the man and you can listen to him the savage ernest rock report every thursday night on nwcz radio 9 p.m it follows the weekly volcano show it's great stuff man you need to tune into that and check it out they have good inter- well great interviews awesome songs uh ej's the man and don't forget nacho joins him and it's just a good time you, and you can listen to it actually 24 7 with the podcast on the podcast on your, on your phone in your car wherever you you know you got it set up right you yeah. can rock out with don't ignore this it's a lot of local stuff earnest. things you need to know ej thanks for stopping in man yeah thanks for having me Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. All right, everybody, it's that time again for our top five recommends. Northwest Convergence Zone. We're all over the place in the Northwest finding out what's going on. Everywhere. Giving you what we feel are some of the best options for you to head out this week and this coming weekend for uh, entertainment, the best bang for your buck. Gimmer, why don't you start us off? What do you have going over the on your little sheet there? Let's see. I've got Monday night. Head on down to the Harmon Tap Room. Have some fun. Drink some some of the best beers in Tacoma. Yes. And uh, play trivia from six to eight p.m. What's cool about that is uh, it's really uh, they have a good draw of people down there. Really competitive. And each round of trivia, the winners get fifty bucks cash. Have you actually have you done it? I haven't. I'm a fool. <laughs> I showed up after when they were done. Oh, it was all over. People like waving their money around. Nice. Um, but. That's uh, that's definitely on my yeah. Right I'd like so, to join that. So Tuesday night, down to the Stone Gate in Tacoma on South Tacoma Way, you've got the Raphael Tranquilino Rock and Blues show. If you haven't seen Raphael play, you really need to. Uh, he he was uh, Randy Oxford's lead guitarist yep. for uh, several years, and uh, you know he was getting such a you know nice kind of following and his own thing going on that uh, he's. Uh, Doing his own thing now. Channels some Santana. <clears throat> yeah, so 8.30, uh, Stonegate, Tuesday night, no cover. Wednesday night, Jazz Bones, all ages. A uh, pretty badass band who is actually really blowing up right now. This is going to be one of the last few times that you're ever going to see this band probably with no cover, and that is Aces Up. Oh, absolutely. Nine That's o'clock, a free show? Nine o'clock, free show, Wednesday nah. night, Aces Up Gotta at see Jazz Aces Bones. Up. Down on 6th Avenue. These guys are really good. Uh, Friday night. It's a kind of an early show. It's from 7 to 10.30. And even though he is on record of, of writing the, the most horrible review of my band, one of my band shows, <laughs> I, will, I will plug 
Steve Dunkelberger's birthday bash. Yes. Because he's actually a, a nice guy, even though he still hasn't apologized to me, but that's okay. <laughs> Don't hold a grudge. Um, I'm not. That's why I'm actually plugging the know. show. Yeah. That's how much love I'm spilling. Give love for the dunk. Yeah. So anyways, this is a badass lineup. Okay? You got Voxy awesome. Vallejo, Deborah Page, China Davis, and the Dignitaries. Handpicked by the Dunkmeister. Those are some of his favorite bands locally. Yep. So that starts at 7 o'clock. I can't remember if it's $5 cover. Maybe it's $7 cover. It's Friday night. It's Jazz Bones. That's usually a cover there. And then, well, any day this week you want. Yeah. Head on down to Point Defiance All right. Zoo and Aquarium for their fabulous zoo lights. Yes. Uh, from 5 to 9 p.m., fantastic little show to bring yourself, a loved one, bring the kids along as well. And you get to see the night creatures. Yep. And the tickets actually are very reasonable. They're 7 to eight twenty-five. $7 to $8.25, which, I mean, you're not getting into the zoo and aquarium. No. Uh, for that cheap. And if you go online, I know there's some discounts out there to be had. There's probably a Groupon somewhere, you know, something. There, I think it's also in the, entertain- if you have an entertainment book, there's oh. one in there. So, little heads up. There you are. There's my five. All right. Thank you, Gimmer. You're welcome. Here's what I have. Uh, Monday at 7 o'clock, the Tacoma Movie Club. If you're not hip to the Tacoma Movie Club, these guys... Cult they, Movie Club. Yeah, it's the Cult Movie Club, and they, they pull out some of the wildest most obscure but great movies and show them and it's at the acme grub cage that's at 1310 tacoma avenue and this week and this week only they haven't announced the name of the movies but they've pulled out two of the most offensive and vile movies they could find for the holiday season just to piss everybody off (laughs) they think everybody's too uptight right now so they're like we're gonna pull out the worst of the worst and uh so and if you're on your their facebook page everybody's guessing what it's gonna be and they have it kind of blurred out you know so you can't tell so it's intrigued me and uh i know that's it's always it's always a good time and it's free Oh, so the, so it's actually a mystery. It's a mystery. Yeah, you're not oh. gonna. You don't know till you get there. Wow. So uh, I'm then going on <clears throat> later in the week on Friday. That would be December second at Hell's Kitchen. Five bucks. You have Devil on a Leash, Jet Set Fix, and Half of Infinity. Hmm. That's a really good show right there. Devil on a Leash, really good band, local band. Uh, then on Saturday, December third. At uh, <laughs> can you read your writing? No, I can't. It's no, it's at Numos Hills okay. of Elysium, who we just had on here. Mm-hmm. Great band. Blame it on the girl from the sea and glass android, and that is at Numos. Then on at Luigi's on Saturday, December third. If you are around the South Sound, you can go see Black Diamond, Witchburn, Riot and Rhythm, and Sin Circus. That is only five bucks at the old Louis G's. And then my final one, we're not going to get any dings today. Hmm. We didn't. So we're giving you 10, 10 places to go. 10 original picks. This one is one that I've got on my calendar. This is going to happen at the Green River Community College. It is the Island Music Concert for a Cure. It's 10 bucks to get in. It's for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Societies. And it is like an all star lineup of every reggae band in the Puget Sound, and it is sponsored by all of the um, Hawaiian eateries and anything related to reggae or 
food wise and everything and it's a big shindig and i just looking at their facebook page it's going to be packed and so 10 bucks gets you in the door it's like reggae all night long and it goes for a good cause for lymphoma and leukemia those in fact are our recommends for this coming week Electronic artists and DJs from the Pacific Northwest every Friday night, 8 to 10 p.m. Right here on nwczradio.com. Hey, that's C Prompt, man, from uh, obviously to the rhythm. Obviously, yeah. he's not kidding either, man. They do play some great stuff on that program. Yep. Um, hey, congratulations to the BC Lions. Yay. Who just won the Grey Cup up in Canada, eh? <laughs> Good job, BC. Uh, yeah, but you know our neighbors to the north, and uh, it was actually in BC this year. It was the, I think it was the grand reopening or whatever of BC Place, and they were playing those pesky Montreal Alouettes and took them down. The Alouettes, possibly the worst mascot. Absolutely, no, of, not possibly. In all, it of is pseudo professional sports because <laughs> I put the CFL. I have to put them in pseudo professional, right? They're they're somewhere between, uh, like the Tacoma Panthers, you know that sort of uh, club ball. Yeah, Pierce County Bengals. Pierce County Bengals. They're the, between that and uh, junior college. No, <laughs> oh, just no. kidding. I would, just I, kidding. I, I think most uh, CFL teams could like. They would probably hold their own with the college, be- the best college. Yeah, teams, absolutely. Because you know? there's a lot well, of damn good players, man. The, a lot of them moved to the NFL, which we've right? seen. Yeah. And some NFL players, uh, you know, they go up there. Um, in the twilight of In the career. twilight of the year, if they're, you know, like Ricky Williams played up there. Moonlighting. <laughs> I'm moonlighting in the CFL. <laughs> What's funny about the CFL, this is one thing I find interesting. And those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Canadian Football League. It's, a, it's football by definition. It's run a little different. They do have helmets, pads, and a football. Three downs for a first. Three downs. Receivers are in motion. They have a 55-yard line, and the goals are the... The end zones are like 25 yards. You can go for a bomb on the one yard line, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but uh, it's actually an ex- it's an exciting game. I've been to a couple of them in person, and um, but what a lot of people I don't know if they know about this. Like Warren Moon went up there, and yep. um, Doug Flutie and Doug Flutie's brother is, was like a super stud up there. And there's been some, but I'll watch it, you know, like, cause my, my relatives are Canadians and they're always trying to push this CFL on me. Come on, give it a try. You really, you're really going to love it. And they're it. always telling me, you know, oh yeah, you know, this quarterback for, uh, you know, Toronto or whatever he, and all these different quarterbacks are from the States. He was really I'm, big from PLU. And I'm like, they are really? And yeah, and it's like, he's from Sor- Florida, Swamp, Michigan State, you right. know, junior college. And I'm like, never heard of the school, <laughs> never heard of the guy. Oh, he's a big deal up here. You know? <laughs> so but hey congrats to them um i know it was a big deal for our neighbors to the north and you know Sidney crosby came back not that this is turning into a sports 
uh, show or anything. But yeah. I, I thought that was interesting after all the big hoopla la. And they actually had a counter, like a, like a countdown on every game as to when he would take his first hit. And he finally got clocked. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a badass player. Yeah, he's pretty, he's pretty good. He's pretty good, good, good player. Hey, going back into the whole uh, Christmas music theme, like I said, we, we're loading up our player with some really good um, Christmas music. These are all from local artists. And speaking of Canada, A, this is a group out of Vancouver. The name of the group is Faber Drive. We play them right here on the station. They have some really cool tracks. This is one of them. This is titled Sing and Celebration. Merry Christmas. Let's get into the spirit, folks. Let's do it. Celebration. Come on, you 
Yeah, I like that stuff right there. Favorite drive. Makes me want to dance. <laughs> Pants was dancing. Scared us all. Uh, Singing Celebration, the name of that song, and off of 604 Records. And if you're not familiar with 604 Records, they're a big supporter of our station. They're the the record. They're a record label, obviously in Vancouver. That's the area code 604, and um, they are the ones who discovered Theory of a Dead Man. So they know what they're doing. Uh, hey, I want to thank Ryan for filling in today. And if you're hearing this, he did an awesome job. Yep. If you're not, he completely fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsers. Uh, <laughs> squeeze and pants and Gimmer. Always good to see you, my man. Good to see you, pal. It's time for us to get on out of here. This is a song by some good friends of ours. Quickie. We're going to go out with it. It's titled All I Want for Christmas is a Ho, Ho, Ho. We'll see you all next week with, I think, Boxy and Double D and sure. the rest of the gang. But most importantly, you guys be here. Love you. of the Northwest Convergence Zone. Email us at nwconvergencezone at gmail.com.